Now, our first story comes from Warden Donald Cabana. And you may remember him from a previous Snap story when he gave us an inside look at a gas chamber in a Mississippi prison. When Warden Cabana was just starting his career in corrections, one of his first jobs was as a guard at Mississippi's Parchman Prison, a farm prison where the inmates worked the cotton fields and all the staff lived in houses on the prison ground. It was at one point in time known as perhaps the most dangerous prison in America. What fascinated me most, however, about Parchman was the trusty shooter system. Selected inmates carried guns and guarded the other inmates. The first camp I worked in at Parchman, I looked for the fence and there wasn't any. And there was a little sign about 20 feet out that said gun line. And I asked this uh, inmate shooter, what's a gun line? And he said, well, it's an imaginary line. He said, the inmates don't walk past that point or they're subject to being shot. It was a very effective system, brutal at times, but nevertheless very effective. Aside from inmates who served as trusty shooters, we also had inmates who served as houseboys. We had about 150 families who lived in housing on the farm, and we were allowed to have an inmate who did whatever you wanted him to do around the house, you know, from washing dishes to hanging out the clothes, cutting the grass or whatever. The rumors circulated around the farm for months, and prisons are tremendous grapevines. There are no secrets in prisons, and the rumors had been floating around that the sergeant's wife was allegedly fooling around with George the houseboy, who wasn't real smart, uh, had a less than average IQ, and he was very easily manipulated. Allegedly, she started providing him with drink and sex. It had all the elements of a sleazy Hollywood movie because a white woman in 1971 Mississippi whose husband works in the prison and a black inmate. I had just pulled into my driveway at our house. A call came out from dispatch that shots had been fired in the vicinity of Camp 11. So I got back in the truck and flew down the gravel road. I pulled up in front of the house. I knew something bad had happened because I looked over at the camp and the inmates were gathered around. They had heard the shots. The inmate, George, came out the front door. He had his hands behind him. He was sobbing and just kept on repeating that he didn't mean to do it, he didn't mean to do it. I told George uh, several times to put his hands out in front of him where I could see him. He didn't have a weapon in his hands. He had dropped that just inside the door. By that time, the officers had come out and um, said that he had raped the sergeant's wife, tied her up, along with their two children, in a closet in the back bedroom. The sergeant came in unexpectedly and surprised him, and so George shot him. George had been drinking. The smell of alcohol was all over him. I found it curious that the sergeant's wife was very loosely tied up with a necktie with her hands in front of her. 
she didn't seem to be terribly distraught at the time, but at any rate, folks started gathering very quickly, of course. Corrections is a, is a family, and when something bad happens to one person, it happens to everybody on the staff. So a rather ugly crowd began to gather, and there was an officer who uh, actually all the rest of us made fun of all the time. We called him Super Chicken, and I used to swear that he wore his uniform to bed and never took it off. He would be the epitome of what a lot of people in other parts of the country would envision a deep South redneck looking like with the tobacco juice, greasy black hair. And he kept saying to George, boy, you go on and run, and I'll count to ten and give you a head start before I get after you. And, uh, of course, George's knees were were knocking very loudly, and mine were as well. I said, George, don't believe him. He'd cheat, George. He wouldn't mean to, but he would, because the ignorant son of a can't count to ten. I was very concerned that other staff, they were going to try to lynch him. They got uglier and uglier, and I handcuffed myself to George. It got to a point where I wasn't sure they wouldn't just go ahead and lynch both of us. The warden got there, and we very quickly got the inmate in the back of his car and drove him off. The next morning, the warden said, come here, I want to talk to you. So I went in his office, and he closed the door, and he said, this calls for an opinion, and just that. You weren't there any more than I was. But what do you think happened? I said... She was screwing the convict. Her husband, he had a $20,000 life insurance policy. She promised the inmate she'd send his family half of that. And I said she put him up to killing him. He said, that's about how I got it figured. He said, well, he won't get the death penalty because this is an embarrassment to the state. And he said, this guy's not very sharp, so... They'll give him a court-appointed attorney, and he'll plead guilty to a second life sentence, which is exactly what happened. Fifteen years later, when I came back as warden, I was sitting in my office one day not long after I'd been there, and one of the staff members who was there when all this happened was talking to me and said, Can I ask you a, a question? I said, Sure. He said, Have you ever since that day, stopped to think about how close you came to being killed. Those people would have killed you. I said, no, I never, I never gave it any thought. Didn't think about it that day and never looked back. And I wouldn't hesitate to make the same decision again. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Gang, that's the sound of the men working on the chain. Gang, all day long they're saying, Brave man, brave man. Now, Dr. Cabana ended up serving as the warden of Parchment Prison for many years. He was credited with instituting more than a few reform-minded changes. That story was produced by none other than Anna Sussman. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.